What is up, Arizona? I want to welcome you back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything small ball. We discuss scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention and are often overlooked. But here, they're the stars. It is Monday, December 6th. Reyes is here with me as always. And yes, everybody, you heard me right. It is officially December. We have reached the time where nobody can get mad at you guys for putting your tree up or for hanging lights. Coaches, we know that you guys have a lot going on with practices and games. A lot of you teaching as well. But if you haven't put your tree up, quit slacking, man. There's no more excuses because it's officially December. Reyes, have you been slacking or is your place all decked up for Christmas yet? It's not all decked out, but we do got the Christmas tree up. Literally on the first, we were ready to go. Um, Emily was just dying. She kept asking, when can we put up the Christmas tree? When can we put up the Christmas tree? So I said, you know what? Fine, we'll put it up. So we did that. We're going to go shopping soon a little bit to get some ornaments because we're going to change it up a little bit, spice things up. Ooh, get some new ornaments. That's exciting. Yeah, dude. You know how it is. So we're ready. That's getting into some adult life, like, excitement, (laughs) you know, when you're excited about buying some new ornaments. Yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty sure our trees are probably gonna be better than your decoration. Just putting that out there, um, we'll let the fans. We're, we're not starting another thing because mainly I don't want to lose. <laughs> do you? Do you and Emily have a hard time deciding when to start decorating? Like before, or after Thanksgiving? You said she was like trying to get you to start. Um, no, we. I don't think we have a really hard time. It's kind of like pretty much like when it comes like the holidays and decorating, she just kind of takes full reign. And I'm okay with that. As a man, I'm okay taking that step back and like, whatever. Like, whatever you say, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not really that important to me. I mean, they're just lights and ornaments. But, I mean, it's kind of cool. You get to have your input. Do you guys decorate before or after Thanksgiving? You said December 1st, right? Yeah, so I guess after. Well, I mean, last year we did before. But this year we did it after. Are you? We, I put, we put out a poll for our online community. 80% voted that you cannot do anything for christmas before thanksgiving do you agree with that or do you just whatever you don't care i mean i don't care but i do i'm that per, i me personally i don't think you should i think you should wait till december 1st or at least after thanksgiving after thanksgiving right like yeah you should at least you should wait i know some people that like already put their lights up like the week before thanksgiving i was like e-e-e. like that's kind of crazy but hey you know to each their own yeah, I'm right there with you. I am not comfortable decorating before Thanksgiving, but Jenny is not there with me. Uh, she is not with the 80%. Jenny has been playing Christmas music for the last two months. Oh. And, oh. and with that, I'm, I'm just going to say this, and I think this is true. I think that Christmas music sounds a lot better after Thanksgiving. Interesting. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, probably like the other night, we were listening to Christmas music and I was like, okay, like this actually kind of, it's actually kind of nice. That's the mood. It was really just kind of like relaxing. It's peaceful. I actually did enjoy it, but man, two months, that's tough. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I walked out and I'm like, what are you doing playing Christmas music? And she was like, it's almost Christmas. I was like, no, it's like two months away. Some people just don't get it. They don't Some get it. They, they, they really don't. Jenny is one of those people. And whether you've decorated for Christmas or, or not, it doesn't matter. There's nothing better than basketball season during the holidays, hoops in the holidays, and we are absolutely loving it. We're going to recap some key games this past week for you guys. But first, check this out. So last week, we mentioned a brand new team making some noise in the 2A Highland Prep, the Honey Badgers. Okay, maybe, honestly, the more I thought about it, maybe my favorite mascot in Arizona small ball, other than ours, obviously, I didn't really know what a honey badger looked like. So I looked it up. I told you before we got on the pod that I've been watching a lot of games this past week. I got sidetracked for a little bit. Have you ever, I got sidetracked on YouTube. Okay. I started watching all these hunter badger, honey badger videos. It got kind of out of control. Have you ever heard the hiss of a honey badger? No, I I don't even know what it really, what it looks like. I'm assuming it looks like the logo. I'm not even kidding. It could be wrong though. Is no, it? It, well, it looks like the logo. Yeah, obviously. So let me, let me, let me play you this of the honey badger. Okay. okay. It's a little creepy. I heard it and it was, it was a little off-putting, but here's the honey badger right here. 
I didn't like that at all. That you, was, you didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. I feel like, I feel uneasy. I live it's in a little city. creepy, man. I'm it's not gonna creepy. lie. Imagine being in the woods and you just hear that. Oh my gosh, I would. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It, it, it's freaky. I, I'm not gonna lie. I watched a whole video and I got sidetracked, and then I was before I knew it watching a video of a honey badger eating like a snake or something. It was crazy. <laughs> it was in class too. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. I got to catch up with Coach Hill out of Highland Prep earlier this week, and I was able to learn a lot of great stuff about their squad. They've had a great start to their season and had a great matchup this week against one of the top teams in the 2A, Trivium Prep. For all of our listeners, beware of the Honey Badgers. They will be contenders this year in the 2A. And here are some, some kids that really stood out to me in their big win over Trivium. Five sophomores to really be on the lookout for. This team's super young. Uh, Presley eBay 6'3. He is a gamer with great athleticism. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's really working on being a complete player on both ends of the floor. Cohen Hill is 5'11. Cohen is a high energy player with great IQ on both ends of the court. Cohen is a three level scorer. And he also brings great vision to find the open man. He controls the tempo of the game really well. He had some great looks against Trivium. You got Tyler Hutton. He's 6'4". Tyler is a nice jumper for a big man. Okay, He communicates well on the defensive side of the ball. He has really big upside if he keeps working on his game. He needs to really stay humble and keep grinding to get better. His handles also need a little bit of work, but all that stuff together, he's a tough, tough player. Again, these are all sophomores, right? Nico Bay, 5'11". Nico brings the defensive pressure. His ball defense is great and has a great motor to go with it. And Darius McKnight at 5'11". Darius has a very high IQ of the game as well. He's a good defender and can rebound the ball well from the guard position. He has the ability to create and use his vision to find the open shooter. And then one last player, Got to take a deep breath here. A really tough junior, Omar Weathersby, 6'2". He is a sleeper in the junior class. He's been working relentlessly in the offseason after talking to Coach Hill. Omar is a knockdown shooter. He has the green light to shoot the three-point anytime he feels he has the space. They won their game against Trivium 72-60. to They were in a zone defense for most of the game, but it was really active, and it really gave Trivium fits early on. Highland rebounded the ball really well out of the zone as well. And I thought the difference in the game was how fast they got into transition. After a stop, they share the ball extremely well and have some really nice talent to go with that. Reyes, honestly, after watching Highland prep play, I watched them play against Sabino as well. I'm just excited to have another team that can maybe challenge the top teams in the two you know? I think, yeah, I think it's always great to have like that new, um, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's like new... Like a new like predator, you know what I mean? Like a new, Ooh, a new predator. I like that. Like a new, a new, a new badger. <laughs> Stop. No, like a new predator, like <laughs> challenge the food chain. You know what I mean? Because for so long, the top pinnacle teams in the two way, you know, all you hear about is like Trivium, Rancho, and Scottsdale. Those three teams you'll hear about it, say and like so forth. But now that you have Highland Prep in the two way and they're making noise, they beat teams like Sabino, they just beat Trivium Prep, maybe other schools as well. It's kind of putting them on notice, you know what I mean? And for for all we know, Scottsdale and them, they probably don't even know. They're probably not even on their radar. But for us putting them right. out, out stuff like that, like, hey, like, they're going to be sniffing up and they're going to be kind of slowly but surely making their way up. And if they keep at this pace, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Highland being a top five team in the 3A. Yeah. Or 2A. In the 2A. Right, in the 2A. And, I mean, honestly, they really handled Trivium. It was they won by 12 but it was much more than that at certain points yes and you know it's i'm excited about it whenever you said food chain and you know whatever it just now i can't get the image out of my head a badger attacking an eagle like for scottsdale christian like who would win that battle i'm gonna look exactly. it up on youtube or i'm sure badger, i'm sure there's a video on youtube or something there or the honey badger chasing a mustang which is Jeez. probably not which right. probably in reality you know but hey it's kind of fun to think about a little animal chasing a big animal so, I mean, I'm hey, going to look them both up, see if it's on there. And if it is, blood. I'm going to post it. You guys better watch it. That's what I was trying to say. Like, new blood, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, just a new breed out there, just ready to make some noise and challenge the food chain, challenge the top of the food. I like that. So It's fun. And, you know, Trivium, on the, on the flip side, has had a great start to the season as well, which is why this game really jumped out at me. 
They were super competitive in the Paradise Honors Tournament during Thanksgiving, beating Flag and Sabino and losing close ones to Prescott and Maricopa. They turned around after this loss and went home to face Rancho on Friday night as well. They competed well in this game, but but they came up short 68 to 57. Uh, Reyes, since we're talking about the two-way here to, to start things off in this pod, do you still hold strong to your prediction about Scottsdale winning the championship? Yes, I do. Like I mean, no, not, no wavering, no nothing. I'm not even budging at all. I'm not even a little nervous. You know, I'm pretty sure Scottsdale seen what Rancho was able to do, and they're kind of like, okay, that's cool to know, but watch this and watch them just go on a little run themselves. And, you know, like I said, Scottsdale's a good team. They know how to get there. They've been there so many times. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be flustered at all. So We're going to talk about Scottsdale later. I'm not wavering on mine. I still got Rancho, but apparently you're a much better predictor than I am. You know, shout out to you fans for, you know, always, like, choosing I me. hate it. I don't even know. I just get a random message. Hey, Reyes was right. Like, oh. And you guys just keep that up. If I'm always right. So, like I said, when you tune into this episode this week in the future matchups, as soon as um, the games get posted, just shoot Jeff a message. Just let him know I'm right, however you want to do it. I'd always appreciate that. I'm going to shout all you guys out. Next time on the next week, I'll, next week pod, I'll shout you guys' usernames, and we'll just go from there. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, we love it. I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm joking around. But what I do want is if I get something right, send me a message like, hey, you were right, not just Reyes, you know. Uh, anyways, I still got Rancho, and I think that no matter what, Highland Prep is going to be in the mix. After watching a lot of games, I'm thinking back to, like, three episodes ago, and you asked me who would be my final four. I'm so high on Highland right now. Huh? I'm so high on Highland right now. I would put them in the final four. Uh, I really oh. like their squad. They're really good. I like how they're playing. And Coach Hill has really high aspirations for his kids. I think they're going to be really great moving forward. I mean, that's a way too early final four prediction, but I'm not mad about it. Like I said, you know, if they can keep up this pace and, you know, keep winning some games, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, make some noise for sure. It'll be great. And Gilbert Christian moving to the 3A also had a crazy week. They had, they just had, I did the post about this on Twitter. They have a gauntlet coming up or, or really they're, they're kind of halfway through it already, but they had games over ALA Ironwood, Fountain Hills. And then we're going to talk about their next one this coming week when we're doing the previews, but they had a big win. Gilbert Christian did over ALA Ironwood 59 to 44, where they were really in control for a lot of that. They played really good, really physical. And that's a huge win because and I, I'm holding strong to this because I'm a huge believer in ALA Ironwood. I still pick them. They're my sleeper. I could see them really running away and winning this whole thing in the 3A. They're going to be really good. They're going to be there. They've had some really tough games here early on in the season. It's only going to make them better. But Gilbert Christian beat ALA Ironwood 59-44. to And then they turned around and played Fountain Hills. And it was an extremely close game. They lost literally at the buzzer to a layup for one of my favorite players in Arizona small ball. If I told you that a player from Fountain Hills made a layup at the buzzer, who would you think it was? Xavier Mike. Xavier that's Mike. That's who it was. Like, we literally just talked about this like a week ago, I believe, right? What I was saying when they were missing him against Valley Christian. Right. He's, he is what makes Fountain Hills go. He sets everything up. He just puts Fountain Hills in a winning position. Without him, it's a tough go. But when you have him... Don't be surprised because Fountain can compete with anybody when they have Xavier Mike. They do, and, and they've got some players really, really doing well. Uh, and, and, you know, Fountain Hills has some players really doing well. We're going to talk about them again when we're previewing some games for next week. But for Gilbert Christian, one particular player that I wanted to highlight is Keon Talgo. He's averaging about 15 a game as a sophomore. He's a tough guard that can shoot the ball really well. I really, really like his game. I think he's improving a lot. Last year, he was just a freshman. I didn't even realize that. But he's growing a lot, and I really like his demeanor on the court. Reyes, you said like five episodes ago that you were liking Gilbert Christian to make a big run. Are you still liking Gilbert Christian to make a big run in the playoffs this year? Like maybe final four bound. Final four bound? I mean, I wouldn't be That's surprised. That's what you said. I, I did say, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not budging at all. Um Great coach team, you know, shout out to Coach K, the original Coach K. The original. Um, the original Coach K in our book, in the small ball history book. But like I said, they have a really good team. They're really well coached. They got some bigs. They got some size to them. The way they run their offense, the way they shoot the ball at a high, at a high level, um, the way they defend. I mean, beating um, beating um, ALA Ironwood is no tough uh, 
task, no easy task. So, I mean, what they were able to do to them and coming back to play Fountain Hills, I was just, I'm just not surprised to see that Gilbert Christian, right. they're going to bounce back from this and, you know, just continue on that little run they got going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the final four. Yeah, I wouldn't either. They're really good. And, you know, honestly, it's not – we talked about – shout-out Coach K, and we've done that a couple times, but Gilbert Christian has a great coaching staff. Shout-out to you, Coach Jason. You're always showing us some love. You're always uh, showing some support for the pod. Keep doing what you're doing over at Gilbert Christian. You're killing it, man. And, uh, yeah, they just got great coaches there, and I think this is why it doesn't matter who Gilbert Christian has. They have a system. They run it really well. The kids play exactly at the best way for them to compete with other teams, and, and they're just – they're clicking on all cylinders. They're going to be really good there at the end and also another team that i know you're really liking is santan foothills yes i'm loving santan foothills but i'm still a little upset because every time i check i cannot find stats and i need to know the ghost stats they're just too good stats they don't want to overload max preps you know they, exactly and i get it too because you know once you find out that kid's averaging a little bit over 20 right that's when it's a little dicey and that's when teams check the key in on him so hey I like how Santan's playing their card. It sucks for me because I really want to shout their players, but I just don't know who's really creating for them and who's really generating those wins for them. I know the team effort, but, you know, there's always like two or three kids that they have that can really impact the game. Right. But they're on a roll. They're, not, they're you know, they're, they're steamrolling through. You know, they said they beat a tough team in Miami. They beat them in OT thriller. They played against uh, Catalina, which Catalina right now, they're not doing too great, as we mentioned before, but they did beat them 66 to 17. And oh. then they played, yeah. And then they played Eastmark on the third, and they beat them sixty-two to fifty-nine. We both know you can say Eastmark's a tough-nosed team. They get it after very on physical. Defense. Very physical. They'll try to impose their will on you. So it makes me wonder what Santan Foothills got going on there because that's not an easy task to beat as well as in a team against Eastmark. And then another team that I wanted to mention too, which we'll probably you know get into later in the episode and stuff like that. But Coolidge, you know, they're just keeping the pace. You know, like they're, they're good, man. They're really they're tough. Good. And you were able to watch them. I, I need to check them with the film. But like I said, they beat Eastmark 71 to 50. And then they just played Benjamin uh, Franklin 83 to 56. So, I mean, cool just keeping that pace. And the way they're running right now, they're really knocking on that door in the three. And they're really making a name for themselves for sure. Yeah. And thinking back to last week's episode, really what, what we talked about with Eastmark versus Coolidge was Eastmark's physicality and how that could potentially bother Coolidge and it didn't really you know Coolidge was rolling they, they played really tough like you said getting a 20 point victory 20 plus uh they're just rolling man and the really cool thing about the keeping, 3a are they keeping it cool they're keeping it cool man they're keeping it frosty man. I thought I'm not I can't say frosty they're keeping it cool you said it they're perfect keeping, I shouldn't it. have tried to one-up it I'm not good at that kind of stuff stop the, the cool thing about the 3a especially if you're a coach here especially if you're a player is the 3A is anybody's this year. I honestly believe this. And we have this in our bio and stuff. If you haven't picked this up yet, we are Arizona high school basketball fanatics. The amount of games that we watch in a week is shocking. And in watching a lot of these 3A games, and it's not like this in the 2A, but in the 3A, it is like this. The top 13, 14 teams, they can all beat each other on any given night. So come playoff time, things are going to get crazy, especially when we do our bracket challenge because you know it's coming, Raves. Stay tuned for that in the future, guys. That's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Let's move into our rapid-fire segment. 90 seconds of recaps from the past week. Check it out. Almost all of our questions have been answered about the return of Res Ball. I got to watch Alchese play in two different games this past week. I watched him play against Holbrook early in the week and Thatcher later on in the week. Alchese is playing really hard right now, and they have a couple kids that are going to keep getting better and better throughout the year, but they aren't the same team that they have been in the last few years. They're really young from an experience standpoint. They lost to Holbrook 34-81, to and Alchese lost to Thatcher 41-78. to Chinley faced off against Winslow this past weekend as well. And if you saw Winslow in the summer, they're better than they were in the summer. But like say they're very young. Chinley also looked pretty young as well from an experience standpoint. Chinley beat Winslow 58 to 68. The best res team I've seen so far is Tuba City. They're my pick right now to win the 3A North. Rancho had some impressive games this past week as well, handling North Valley and Trivium. I will add that North Valley was without Jesse Graves and Kramer. 
and Santan Charter looked athletic and electric in their win against the Gregory School. Parker made some noise in the Phoenix Country Day tournament. They lost in the championship to Phoenix Country Day. Parker is led by Leo Scott and Jesse Carrillo. Scott is a tough forward who's averaging 33 and a half points per game through the first two weeks of the season. He is the motor behind Parker's success early. And PCD is rolling right now. They won their tournament this past weekend, winning six straight, including a tough Mojave accelerated team. They are led by the 6'5 senior Tanti Feli. He's improved every year and he is better than ever this year. That ends our rapid fire segment. Next up, we're going to preview some games to watch for this upcoming week. Check it out. This week, there are a lot of really good games on the slate. Let's start with tonight. Reyes, I know you've got some really good games that you're on the lookout for tonight. Yeah, so for tonight, you know, uh, Glendale Prep is going to be playing Phoenix Christian, so that's going to be a great two-way matchup. Uh, I was able to see Glendale Prep a little bit and stuff like that. They got a kid that we used to mention a lot that used to give us problems. But he's Rick a little O'Malley! His real name's not O'Malley, but we just thought it was O'Malley, <laughs> and we just ran with it. And this kid... His name, about, his name is Nally. His name is Nally. His name is Nally. He's about like 5'10, 5'11. This kid this was the kid. goat, seriously. For okay. you guys, for you coaches, I'm not trying to interrupt you, Rays, but freaking O'Malley gave us nightmares, man. It was kid would go off against us. For whatever reason, <laughs> he was their steam engine. And so now the little brother has to take over. I always forgot his name, but it's little Nally. Little Nally. Um, no, it's little got, O'Malley. We always said they were Irish, O'Malley, and not okay, even well, Irish. I know that was that was a that was on us because we thought it was for sure. Then once we saw it on Max Preps, we just felt like fools, but we just had to keep running with it. It just flows better. But so, like I said, Glendale plays Phoenix Christian. Now you know, I know you know a little bit about Phoenix Christian, but Glendale Prep um, saw them a little bit. They play pretty tough on the defensive end. They look pretty young. Um, they can shoot the ball pretty at a high rate. Um, yes. They shoot the ball, like I said, high-volume shooting. I mean, they always go in, but they will shoot. They have the green light to shoot. The coach does a great job with them. Um, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's kind of an interesting matchup. Like I said, you know a little bit about Phoenix Christian. I know they're a tough-nosed team. They get it out there on the defensive, and they got a couple kids that can score the ball. Um, if I was to make a prediction or anything like that, I wouldn't be surprised if Glendale Prep beats Phoenix Christian. And I'm going to say it's a closer game. I'm going to say it by six, and let's go 56-50. Okay. I, I don't I don't mind that at all. I've got and what you said about Glendale Prep is what I was gonna say as well. They're really well coached. I have got uh, Phoenix Christian beating Glendale Prep. I got him beating them by about ten. Okay. I think uh, I think Glendale Prep has the ability to really shoot the ball well, but I could I, from what I've seen, they're kind of streaky. I, I give it to Phoenix Christian. I give them about ten. I give them let's just go uh, fifty-five to sixty-five. And I'm not mad about that at all. And to mention, too, I should not forget, you know, when Glendale Prep sees some pressure on the ball, they do kind of struggle with it. You know what I mean? They're not the best ball handlers. But if Glendale Prep finds out who Phoenix Christian has, if Phoenix Christian only has one kid that can score, don't be surprised if Glendale Prep doesn't do like a boxing one or a triangle and two or something to eliminate mm-hmm. those guys. And they do, they do a pretty good job of sticking on them like glue. Watch out for O'Malley. We're, we're laughing and joking about it, but his little brother can shoot too. They got kind of the same shot as well. I kind of miss O'Malley now that I yeah, think about if it. Yeah, if the hand is down, the man is down. He will let that thing fly. So just be <laughs> careful for out there, Phoenix Christian. And then on Monday, we got Sabino at Sienega. Sabino has been missing some kids, but they are back to full strength. Sienega, if I remember right, is a 5A. They're yes. rolling right now. They're going to be a really great test for Sabino. I'm excited to see them with their players back at full strength. I have Sabino winning in this one. So give me Sabino as the winner for this. I think Sabino at full strength is easily in the top five in the 3A. I got Sabino 68, Sienega 60. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, with that game, like I said, Sienega has beat some pretty good teams. I think they would be like Flowing Wells and I think Mountain View, if I'm not not mistaken. Hope I didn't get that wrong. But like I said, we've seen Sabino play. We've seen the coaching stuff, the aggressiveness, the way they play. The They're, they're just dogs out there. You know Confidence, what I mean? they're too. Full, they're just good, man. Yeah, they don't let anything phase them. And then, like I said, they're at full strength, man. That's a scary team to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Sabino kind of puts away Sienica. And like I said, I love when small ball schools upset bigger schools because, you know, that's what we're here for. 
So I, I think mm-hmm. so. I think Sabino beats him. I think it's a high scoring game. I think like 71 to like 65. I think it's closer. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Sabino again at the end. So when we talk about them at the end, we'll talk about how they're playing up more than any other small ball team I've seen and, and recognized up to this point in the season. We might be wrong, but from what I've seen, I can't wait to talk about that here when we get to I think it's Friday or I think it might be Thursday. Okay, and then on Monday, we also got Blue Ridge at Valley Sanders. We got to see Valley Sanders quite a bit over the summer. They got some really good guards over at Valley Sanders. Uh, One of the kids was a lefty. He was really quick, and he's good off the bounce. He could really hit those floaters on the move. And then his other guard, do you remember the other guard at Valley Sanders? Oh, he was good. I mean, he could could post people up. He was yes. very good off hesitations and using his body, using his long steps. Euro he, had, steps. he had a nice, he had a nice backspin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, and his, he had a really nice stroke too. He was a tough kid. Yeah, so yeah, Valley Sanders has two guards that complement each other really well. Um, yeah, I, they, they do. I'm gonna say this though. I've got Blue Ridge running away with this one. Here's why. I looked at Blue Ridge's roster. They got a kid. And this is not a good reason to pick someone, but I think Blue Ridge is also, I think they're going to have a pretty good squad this year. They got Carson Rex on their team. The kids listed as six, nine and in their home opener or in their, in their season opener, he had 14 points in that first game. He seems like he might be somewhat effective. I have Blue Ridge beating Sanders 72 to 58. It's pretty rare that you see someone that big in the small ball scene I think the only other kid that I know of that's that big is Andrew Best out of Northwest Christian. And I guess you got Braden Wells from Scottsdale. Now I'm thinking of a couple more. So, But the size is definitely going to help them, I think, against Sanders because Valley Sanders doesn't have anybody even close to that. And that's true. You know what I mean? And like I said, Blue Ridge, for those of you who used to pay attention to small ball and are pretty updated on stuff like that, Blue Ridge is not – I mean, they had a pretty, like, not bad season, but they had a pretty uh, off season the past couple of years. But they're always mm-hmm. usually competing. They're always in that – a top 15, top 16, they're always like floating around there. So, I mean, with a six, nine kid, that could help them tremendously. They usually have pretty good guard play. So, I mean, I do have them running away against Valley Sanders just because the firepower that Blue Ridge carries. I just don't think Valley Sanders can meet that. So I'm going to say 65 to even like 45. I think it's a 20 point dub. Hmm. My old coach always used to say, you can't fix stupid and you can't teach tall, son. Six nine is going to help you a lot. Six nine, you some places, especially in the three A. So I mean, the kid can just be awful, but if he can make sixty percent of his baskets around the rim from a two foot to a five foot hop, that's, I mean, that's tough to beat. It, it's hard. It's hard. Let's move on to Tuesday. What are some teams you got that, or some matchups you got on Tuesday that you're excited about? So Tuesday, I only have one as, as well as Monday. You know, I only have Stafford versus Thatcher. I think that's going to be a pretty good one. Stafford's been playing pretty well. If they I have. Remember. They've been rolling some teams. Yeah, like I said, they've been playing pretty decent. I said, I really do like him. We've seen him in the past years. We've seen him at the Round Valley Tournament. So, I mean, and normally, like I said, they usually have guard play. You remember, if you remember a couple of years back, they used to have a kid that looked like Jokic. I was just about <laughs> to say that. Jokic, dude. Yeah, so they used to have a kid that looked like him, and the kid was tough. I believe he was a senior, though, so they did lose him. But with that being said, though, you know, sat, um, they beat Catalina 87-24. to 24. So, I mean, right. and then they played a good team in New Mexico. So, there's a team out of New Mexico called Silver from Silver City, New Mexico. They're 5-0. and I looked up their team. They're rolling right now. So, I mean, the team that Safford lost to was a pretty good team. They only lost by 12. So, that's close says game. very close game to a really big school out of New Mexico. So, I'm kind of interested about that. And like I said, Thatcher, on the other hand, they got some size to them. They got a little bit – they got a point guard that's pretty decent, reads the floor pretty well, makes right decisions. Uh, coaching staff's obviously pretty good. We saw them in the fall league out of ALA Ironwood. And, you know, like I said, they get after on defense and stuff like that. I believe they ran a zone. But I believe that for whatever reason – I don't know why, but my gut is telling me that Stafford is going to beat Thatcher. And I'm thinking it's a closer game. I'm going to say – 57-54. I think Stafford gets the, gets the win barely, but gets it done. And I think it's going to be one on the defensive end for sure for Stafford. I got Thatcher winning this one. I got them winning by, I don't know. G- give me a score. I got Thatcher 72-54. Uh, 
And then I got Safford like 65, something like that. Mm, interesting. Why do you say that, though? I, that I think Thatcher's playing really well right now. They got a lot of confidence going into this game. And as much as that win against that New Mexico team is, or that loss against New Mexico team does make me feel like they're going to be pretty competitive. I don't know. I just, I don't know enough about Safford. And I feel like Thatcher, they're, they're playing good and they're going to compete with pretty much anybody. They're really physical. They kind of remind me of Northwest Christian, just not as big, but, but they're very similar. No, I like that as well, but it's kind of hard to go off of the win that Thatcher does hold. They hold against. I know you're right. You're right. You know, so I mean, it's kind of tough to say, but Hey, end of the day we'll see who's right like i said i got stafford you got thatcher so we'll see, see what happens if history proves us right you will be right and i will be wrong hey you're a history teacher so you know it best <laughs> okay a couple games i wanted to highlight for tuesday santan charter at pima this is going to be a great test for santan charter after watching them play against the gregory school they took it to the gregory school i mentioned that in our rapid fire segment I mean, they rolled them, and it really wasn't even a game. This would be a great test for Santan Charter. They pressure in the full court. They come out with a lot of energy. They got a lot of swagger. They'll get up and have some really big highlight plays. Like, I saw a couple dunks in their game where they got into transition, and the crowd was going crazy. Kids were going wild. This really, for Pima, will be Pima's first test of the season as well. They're usually really physical, and they try to post up a lot. Pima does. And I could see that potentially maybe being a problem for Santan Charter if their pressure doesn't really pan out the way they do. Uh, Reyes, who do you like in this one? You like Santan Charter? You like Pima? This is a good matchup in the two A. Two definite playoff teams. For sure, and history does repeat itself. Pima is usually that top tier team as well. We always sleep on it because they never really go to the dance. I mean, they always. I mean, they get there, but they never. You know, it's like when you ask someone to prom and they get the invitation, but then your prom day doesn't show up. That's Pima not showing up to the date because it never – something always happens. They either get upset or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. They did pretty good last year, though, the Final Four and everything. That was last year. But like I said, history repeats itself. <laughs> they did that last year. Then no, they you're used, right. They didn't make it to the finals, though. Yeah, the, the years prior, the, the years prior, though, they usually lose, like, second round or something like that. Yeah, no, you're right. But I, I like Pima in this matchup. I really do. I think Pima is going to – not necessarily take it to Santan Charter, but if you remember from like last year and previous years, Pima is usually a bigger school. They, I mean, like big, they have bigger kids. Right. They usually have some size, you know, six five, which I know it doesn't seem as big, but they're usually the six five kids about like two twenty, two fifteen. The kids, right? Are, they're beefy kids. Yeah, they're very. They have beefy guards. They're tough. They're hard nosed. Um, their offense is pretty. Like, I mean, it's like a team that you know what they're gonna do, but they're just gonna do it so well. So it's kind of like try stopping it. Right. So I think I have Pima beating Santan, and I don't see this game being close. Really? So like both sides, both sides. Okay. Either Santan blows out Pima or Pima blows out Santan. So I, I mean, by, but I mean, what I mean by a blowout is, <laughs> I know I'm trying to get, I'm getting my tongue tied. What I mean by this is I think Pima is going to beat Santan by like 15. Okay. That's, that's not that bad. Kills, I've got – yeah, I've got Santan Charter winning over Pima 60 to 52. I think that Santan Charter has the ability with their full court pressure to really mess with Pima. And you know how it is when teams early on in the season get met with a different style of play than they're used to playing against, it creates some problems. Give me Santan Charter by eight over Pima 60 to 52. I think it's going to be a great matchup no matter what. Give me Pima plus 12. Plus 12. Okay. All right, we'll, plus 12. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Okay. All right. Next up, we got Odyssey Prep and ALA Gilbert North. We will see two very good young players go up against each other and Hayden Maynard and Dylan Novak, both really good, but really different types of players. Novak is a lot more flashy while Maynard is a lot more fundamental, but they're both really good in their own respective ways. ALA Gilbert was in the Gilbert Christian tournament and competed against some great teams. I can see ALA Gilbert North coming out on top of this one. I really love Odyssey's early schedule. A lot of really good teams on the slate to really make them better. Reyes, you got a prediction here? I, ALA Gilbert North Odyssey, I have ALA Gilbert North winning this game, and I think that ALA Gilbert's going to run away with this. Um, like I said, with Dylan Novak, I mean, we've seen this kid time and time again. We've seen some games from him over the fall, summer. 
The kid's nice. He's tough. Has a really nice pace of his game. They have a lot of really good players to surround him too. Honestly, they're good. They do, and but like they're they're shooting. Ala Gilbert shooting. It's pretty tough to compete with, man. Because once they get going, it's pretty tough for them to stop, man. They, I've sure. seen them hit some tough shots. Not just Dylan Novak, but their teammates as well. Um, yeah, so I have um, ALA Gilbert North beating Odyssey, probably within like the 15 mark range. I'm gonna say like a 70. Uh, I'm gonna do like 70 to 55. Okay. Okay. I, I'm a. I'm. I'm gonna go with my heart on this one. I'm not gonna go with my gut. I'm going with my heart. I got Odyssey. Okay. I got Odyssey, and I'm going to be real specific with this, okay? I've got Odyssey winning in overtime, 65-63. Hmm. Do you think that Hayden, that Hayden kid, is going to do enough work to carry them over a really tough 3-8 in ALA Gilbert North? I mean, he'd have to because, I mean, he he's probably their uh, – the kid that makes them go. So he'd have to, I'm going, I'm going like crazy on that one, but, but I'm going with Odyssey. Uh, I, again, I like Odyssey's early schedule because they're playing a lot of really good teams looking at Odyssey's region. They're going to have a chance to be competitive and these early games are only going to help them get ready for that. So I'm really excited about it. What I really wanted to focus on here on Tuesday is honestly the game I'm most excited about this week. Scottsdale Christian at Northwest Christian. The Battle of the Christians. Whose faith is stronger? Who, who's been praying more? Who's been more faithful to church? No, we're kidding. Okay. Uh, I, I really, I think about that, though. Anytime I see Christian schools play against each other, it's so dumb. But in my head, I'm like, oh, what? they prayed a little bit harder than they did. What head, yeah, what head coach is praying harder? What coach is not skipping before going to bed who's who's skipping that pray before bed these are two we're joking about this but these are two great programs that are one of the best in their conference scottsdale is rolling through people so far northwest will be a great test for them opening up their regular season play and northwest on the other hand only has odyssey prep under their belt so we, we've talked about scottsdale a ton in other episodes, we've talked about Northwest a lot. Rocky Maniachi, right? We're, we're looking for that, even though he's not there anymore, which makes me sad. But I feel like every time with Northwest, I got to say that. Reyes, who you got here? I think I think I already know. But who you got taking away this game? Taking away this game? I said that just the way that Scotts has been playing. I mean, the teams they beat in is pretty tough. You know, they beat they already beat ALA Gilbert North. They beat in a really tough scene, Catholic, which is in the 4A. They beat... Uh, uh, Moreno, which I think is in the 4A or 5A, and then they beat uh, Benjamin Franklin, all by, like, plus 20, 30 points. They've been you rolling. I mean? They've been rolling, you know what I mean? Uh, Coach Anderson, you know, shout out to you. Um, he's been getting his kids right, you know what I mean? The kids know, like they said they won last year. They already know what to get, and they want they want a repeat. So, I mean, the kids are all probably all locked in. You know, you got Little Fan, you got uh, Braden Wells, and then you got um, – is he healthy – I can't remember his name. The 6'6 guard they oh, got. Oh, Garrison Sherman, he's back. I saw a video of him dunking on a kid from Benjamin Franklin. Okay, yeah, so Garrison Sherman's back. So, I mean, and then don't they got um the redhead? He's not a senior. I think he's still there. Which redhead? Are you talking about Ryan Olinger? Yeah. Did he oh, I wish he was still there. He's gone, though. Oh, he's gone. Okay, yeah. So, anyways, anyways. Um, Scottsdale, I think it's going to win. I think it's going to be a pretty, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Just the way that Northwest Christian style. Defense I, I think is. you been, you mean by low scoring, you mean forties. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm thinking. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like forties, fifties. Yeah, I, I think fifties a stretch just cause they're the teams that the <laughs> Scottsdale and Northwest Christian, the way they run their offenses, they run into perfection. There's no shot clock. So, I mean, they'll slowly kill each other cause they want to get the perfect shot. Mm. More than likely, Northwest is probably going to come out in a two-three zone, and um, just kind of dare Scottsdale to shoot, which is like kind of funny to say because Scottsdale's a really good uh, three-point shooting team. But I think it's going to be a pretty, I think it's going to be a long night for Northwest Christian, just handling the the guard play and the uh, and Garrison Sherman and Michael Fan. You know what I mean? I think that those two kids are going to eat them up. I have uh, Scottsdale beating them 55, and I have Northwest Christian 45. Okay, 55-45. I And you said you got Scottsdale, right? Yeah, Scottsdale. I have got Northwest 
I've got Northwest 44 to 42. Oh, wow. I think it's going to be that type of a game. I think it's going to be really good. Northwest is really physical. I mean, who knows? what? what it, honestly, like every now and then as while we're doing this stuff, we'll make a prediction and we're way off. And I mean, I don't know. When I saw Scottsdale play against ALA Gilbert North, I thought it was going to be a pretty close game and they just rolled away with it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I hope it's not one of those. I hope this is a really good competitive game. But I've got Northwest winning 44 to 40 because or 42 because they are just both teams are really good, really good defensively, too, honestly. So every every point that's scored in this game is going to be earned the hard way. It's going to be a really fun matchup. This is the matchup I'm most excited about for the whole week. I agree. I'm I don't, yeah. It's gonna be a really great one. Like I said though before, Scottsdale Christian is probably gonna handle their business. Okay, moving on to Wednesday. And this is where we're going to talk about Sabino again because Sabino has no fear, okay? Like like zero fear. Sabino at Nogales, okay? Sabino has the most big schools on their schedule that I have seen so far. They play six schools during the regular season that are 4A through the 5A, and that's not even including tournament play. They're going to play even more big schools at the Casa Grand Tournament right before Christmas. So they're really, really... They're challenging themselves. How do you think Sabino will be leading into conference play because of their early schedule? They're going to be so tough, especially if they're healthy. They're going to be scary, dude. They're going to be, they're so gonna be scary. So, like you said, I mean, I wouldn't consider Sabino a dark horse at all because they're a perennial 3A team for sure. Right. I mean, gosh, after those. And, like, don't be surprised when you, when you check AZ Prep or Max Prep, don't be surprised when you see Sabino – handling their business against those 4A, 5A teams. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're that good of a team. You know what I mean? They're con- the kids' confidence, their swag that they carry, their dog. Man, they just got it. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. So, I think it's gonna really going to help them out when it comes to conference play. Who do you got winning this one, Sabino or Nogales? Uh, I have Sabino, which I do know that Nogales is a pretty good uh, team. I think they're in the 4A or 5A, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, I haven't been able to watch any film on Nogales, which I wanted to, just so I can, like, really compare these two teams. But I think I'm pretty sure they have pretty good guard play. But Sabino's guards, they have a kid. I already forgot his name, but he was tough. Last time I saw him, this kid was a little shifty, fast, can stop on a dime for a pull-up, Jay. And then they got that they got that grown man over there that they need to check his ID for. It's about, like, 6'7". <laughs> you compare he, him to the Chin Lee photo that you sent me. <laughs> yeah, this kid is a grown man. He just bangs – with those bigs, and he will make it a long night if you're not ready. So, because he's a strong physical kid with a soft touch, he's a really tough kid. Um, I have Sabino beating Ogallis, and I think it's a closer game. I would, wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 65 60 game. Yeah, I've got Sabino winning as well. I've got him winning by a few too. I think it's a little higher scoring though. I say 70 to 65, but I think it's going to be a really good game. And again, I'm excited to see how these games help Sabino moving forward into conference play because they're going to be ready to go, man. Clicked up and really solid. I know you had another game for Wednesday as well, right? What's another game that you're you're looking forward to on Wednesday? So a game I'm looking forward to as well is um, Benjamin Franklin and Fountain Hills. And the only reason why I say this is because, you know, Xavier Mike's back and then Benjamin Franklin, you know, despite – Benjamin Franklin's loss, a good squad, man. They're really good, and it's going to be a good matchup with Fountain Hills. It's gonna be a really fun one, I think, too. Except Benjamin Franklin is a really good team. I know they got lost. I know that I know they got handed to by Coolidge and Scottsdale Christian, but don't let those school uh, scores fool you. I mean, it's kind of early in the season. They're still gonna be building. Um, they play a tough team in Santan Foothills on the seventh, but after right after that, they go to Fountain Hills, which I think Fountain Hills will probably win because they have. Like I said, I love Xavier Mike. I love what he brings to Fountain Hills. I love what he does for the team. I just like their confidence when he's there. I have found Hills beating Benjamin Franklin, let's say like 62 to 50. I think that found Hills runs away with this game a little bit, but don't be surprised if uh, Benjamin Franklin kind of hangs in there with him. I say 62 to 42. I think it's a little bit more separation. I can see them kind of running away with it a little bit more. Found Hills, and I've said this already before, really well coached. I really have a lot of respect for their coach. We've seen him a lot over the last few years, and his squad is always competing at a really high level, so I really like them a lot. Yeah, shout out to you, Coach Bonner. Really, really good stuff. And then the last one that I wanted to highlight on Wednesday is Mojave at Mojave Accelerated. 
This is the <laughs> battle between the Mojave schools. And if I'm being honest, Mojave is pretty weak. I can see Mojave Accelerated really running away with this. The only reason I wanted to highlight it is because I never really understood how big of a matchup it was until our coach's corner with Coach Scott Neal and how so many kids, instead of going to Mojave Accelerated, choose to go to Mojave or choose to go to other bigger schools. So I wanted to highlight this because I've got Mojave Accelerated winning over Mojave. I think it'll be a really good game. I think so, too. And if I'm not mistaken, Coach, I think I heard that whoever loses has to take Mojave out of their name. <laughs> i'm just kidding that, that'd be good though i like that kind of stuff that's solid but what would you name mojave high school you know just high school the high school i don't know i have no idea the, what is this bullhead city right so like bull bull high school that sounds dumb they could be the bulls i don't know i don't know dude yeah i mean i wish they would do something like that you know mojave service mojave loser loses their name i like that I just thought of this in football when two schools play each other and it's a rivalry, like they either get a boot or something. Why don't we do that in basketball? That'd be kind of cool, you know. Maybe, Maybe they, they could start it. Maybe they could start it. Maybe they could, you know what I mean? They get like a bullhorn or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> a bullhorn. <laughs> a honey badger, maybe. A honey badger. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Anyways, back to back to the show. Back to the good stuff. Because uh, I do have Mojave Accelerated running away with this, too, against Mojave. It's not that Mojave is a bad team. It's just that they're just trying to figure things out right now. And Mojave Accelerated has it figured out. And they're just ready to, you know, come back to that state championship in the 1A. So, I mean, just their focus is a little bit different than Mojave. So, I have Mojave Accelerated beating uh, Mojave 65. I think it's a kind of almost like a blowout like a 50 like 48 kind of game like I yeah think I, I think exactly the same i got to see a quick side note i got to see mojave accelerated play against borgate catholic this week at the pcd tournament you saw and that john josh neal got up for that dunk man that was awesome Ooh. i love the hair too josh neal if you listen to this the hair is awesome don't don't cut it no matter what anybody says unless it's your dad but you know like it, it's awesome so just wanted to highlight that i got malk winning big and then we move to Thursday. Who you got for Thursday that you wanted to highlight? Uh, so for Thursday, I actually have a team in Globe. For those who do not know, Globe has been on a little tear themselves. Um, they've been playing pretty decent. Not even decent, honestly. I think they're undefeated, if I'm not mistaken, Coach. Um, they, yeah, they, like, so they came ready. So technically they're 2-0 in the region play, but they're undefeated because they went to a tournament at Coolidge High School. They beat teams like Santa Rita, Florence, and pathway they beat san carlos in their home opener 62 to 49 and then they just beat gilbert classical in ot throw on the 30th of november 58 to 48 so globe has some pieces there i think they had some really good guard play i know i keep saying every team has guard play i mentioned earlier i know i just don't want to keep uh regurgitating what i keep saying but um they play a tough team in highland prep you know i know we've been like on the highland prep train a little bit but i'm just saying like this team is good the honey badgers whatever they got going on in that water and then those players, those sophomores, I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup. They're really this good. Is, this is going to be my take. I have Globe beating Highland Prep and staying undefeated. And I think it's going to be a closer game, but I have Globe like a 55 and a Highland Prep of 50. You're talking crazy. I got Highland Prep winning by about 20. Whoo, okay. I mean, I mean, that's what you believe. You know what I mean? Like whatever cup of coffee you drink of crazy, I mean, I say that's yours. But I'll pass you some. You, you'd I'm, like it. I'll pass you some. I think I drink a cup of realism, and you know, so I'm just kind of <laughs> let's just keep it that way. And I got Globe beating Highland Prep. Either way, I hope it's a really great game. And yeah, Globe uh, had uh, that BJ Burry's kid a few years ago, and he was so good. I think he's playing over at Pima still, right? No, he's actually at Mesa Community College. At Mesa. I believe he's technically because you know the COVID rules and stuff like that. I believe he's a freshman or a sophomore. So you know, hopefully, that's crazy man. I know it's so weird to think. You know, hopefully that kid. You know, he gets enough game film. Hopefully, he gets enough like stats and stuff like that. And does a well enough job to even further his athletic career and education as well to a bigger school. Right. You know. All right. Okay, and then another game that I wanted to highlight was Phoenix Country Day at Horizon Honors. Reyes, I know you've seen a little bit about Horizon and when you watch them against Pushridge over at the Valley Christian Tournament. My prediction 
is PCD wins this thing. They have a really, really good squad. They've got a lot of kids that can shoot the ball pretty well. This will probably, I don't know, it wouldn't be the best game that they've played up to this point in the season, but it's going to be a really good matchup. I've got PCD winning it. You know a little bit about Horizon. What do you say Horizon matchup against PCD here? I like Horizon. I don't know if they're young or not, but they look fairly young. They're a really well-coached team. Their kids get out from the defensive end. They got a couple of kids that can shoot the ball pretty well. They have some size as well. I think their kids, I think they have like a 6'4", 6'5", kid. Um, like I said, I like, what, I like what I saw from Horizon, even though they were losing against Push Ridge. But, I mean, they do have some pieces. I think they were able to make a little run against Push Ridge, and they brought up with like a 10-point, 8-point game. Right. Um, so, like, going against PCD, like I said, PCD does not – they do have some firepower. They do have some – experience with some of their old players it's, it's a tough one to say man i mean i want to say horizon honors gets the job done against pcd and i think it's gonna be a closer one and a low scoring game i wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 52 uh 47 kind of game 52 47 yeah i have i have it being pretty close too i have pcd winning it though and i think it's a little bit higher scoring they put up 80 points against a pretty decent parker squad I'm going to say 70 to 70 to 65. That, that's kind of where I'm at with that game. But I see PCD yep. running away with it. I like that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not mad about that at all. I think the defense is going to be the real big thing for Horizon. If they can sub, limit PCD on the threes and, you know, find a body to really work against PCD's big, I think that Horizon can find themselves in a really close game that they can win. Yeah, and Horizon Honors does have six seniors on their squad, so they're they're not technically young. They've they've got some experience on them for sure. So they're going to be pretty tough moving forward. Okay. And then we got Gilbert Christian at Scottsdale Christian. Eesh. This is going to be really exciting, and, and this is kind of where I wanted to talk about the schedule of Gilbert Christian. Their schedule is no joke. It, along with Rancho, is one of the toughest schedules that I've seen so far. You could group Sabino in there as well. Listen to these games over the last week. ALA Ironwood, Fountain Hills, and then at Scottsdale. Okay. They are one and one through this stretch so far, beating ALA Ironwood and then losing to Fountain Hills at the buzzer. Reyes, do you think that Gilbert Christian can finish two and one? I see Gilbert Christian you said Fountain Hills because they lost to Fountain Hills, right? Right. So then they play Scott. I I have Gilbert Christian beating Scottsdale Christian, even though Scottsdale Christian is my pick in the two. I do have Gilbert Christian beating Scottsdale Christian. I do. I'm going with Gilbert Christian on this one. I love how they play. I love how they're coached. We've already talked about them and Scottsdale, but I wanted to throw this game in there because I think it's two top teams from their respective conferences. It's going to be a great one. You know I'm trying to watch this one this coming week. I am too. I know. I'm, I'm ready to watch this one too. It's going to be really exciting for this week. Okay. And then we got Wickenburg at Salome. This is also one of my favorite mascots in Arizona Small Bowl. The frog? The frog. <laughs> no, you said it wrong. It's not the frogs. The frogs. It's the, the fighting. Frog. It's the fighting frogs. The fighting frog. That's a big difference. There's a difference between a frog and a fighting frog. You know, it's like a man and a fighting man. It's very different. Wickenburg, Wickenburg is at Salome. And the reason I wanted to highlight this is because Salome in the 1A is off to a great start with a 2-0 record uh, led by first-team all-region point guard Ernesto Calderon. Okay, the 1A Frogs are looking for some great competitive games. They have scheduled two 2A games and three 3A games this season. Wickenburg is one of them. And I actually really like Salome in this one. I think that they can really get the job done here. Not to say that Wickenburg is struggling, but Wickenburg is, it's definitely, I mean, that that's a, it's a 3A that makes sense for Salome to try to challenge themselves and try to get a win through. Okay, I mean, I'm not mad about that, you know. Like you said, you know, Salone's got put, a, put put together some good wins. I know they beat Desert Christian, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And that was a really low-scoring game. But I do like Salone's guard. Did you see that? It is really low, huh? He was like a – I don't want to mention it. I think it was a, it was a really low-scoring game. <laughs> must have been off my – Maybe have somebody a, was stalling. That's probably what it was, you know. Maybe, you know, who knows. Um, but like I said, you know, Wickenburg, on the other hand, you know what I mean? They have a, they have a couple of games. You know, they got handed to by Florence, but then they played a close one at Tonopah Valley – they beat St. John Paul, and now they come to Salome. I do have Wickenburg beating Salome, and I think uh, Wickenburg's going to 
take care of Salome by 12. By 12? Yeah, I have, I have a Wickenburg plus 12 on Salome. Okay, so I've got, yeah, I've got Salome winning, and I think it's a really close game. And I'm going to go with another overtime game here. I got Salome beating Wickenburg in OT 63 to 60. Yeah, and like I said, if Salome gets this done, this is a really big win. That's a huge win for the Fighting Frogs. I love it. Fighting Frogs, keep on fighting, keep on hopping, you know. (laughs) Keep on hopping. I love that. That's got to be like a merch shirt for them, you know, like for the student section, like keep on hopping. The lily pad, that's what the student section would be, the lily pad. Oh, I like that at or all. Or the pond? I don't know. Now we're going crazy with that. Fans, I'm just saying this. You know, Arizona Small Ball, we might make team merch for you guys. <laughs> if you if you like that, let us know in the comments. Let us know on Instagram. Shoot us a message. You know, we'd love to do that for you guys. Do you have anybody else you want to highlight on Thursday? On Thursday? No, I can't really think of anybody else I wanted to mention. I think – no, okay. I can't think of anything. Yeah, do you have anything? No, that's I'm good with that. Let's Let's wrap it up with Friday – we got Pima, and there's just one game that I wanted to highlight here. We got Pima. Whoa, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. Did I miss Let it? me just cut you off because I feel like I have a bigger game to mention before your game. On Friday? Oh, yeah. Okay, got you. We have – um, we got Salome versus Mayer. Oh, hey! It's a battle in the 1As. You know, Mayer's put together some pretty good wins themselves. I actually do like this game. Like I said, we I know we just got done talking about Salome and with the, the Wednesday they they were able to put together. Um, it should be interesting, don't you think? Like I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. You know, Mayor right now they're two and one. They got some pretty good wins against Anthem Prep and Mountainside. So I mean, it's gonna be a really fun game. They play a team in San Pascal um, the day before they play Salome, so that should be interesting. But I'm gonna go crazy right now. And I have Mayer keeping up the win streak to three and beating Sol- – oh, I guess four because I think they're going to beat San Pascal as well. So I think Mayer is going to be on a four-game win streak after they beat Salome. And I think it's going to be a rather interesting scoring game. And I have Mayer beating Salome by eight. Let's just say 50 to 42. How are you going to disrespect the Frogs like that? Man? I got the Frogs in this one as well. And I got them winning by about – I got him winning by like 30. 30? Yep. I got Salome 60 to 30 against Mayor. If Salome beats Mayor by 30, I will buy you a burrito. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. And hey, I do want to say this. Shout outs to you, Mayor. When I moved here to Arizona, the first basketball game that I coached in Arizona was at Mayor. So. Yeah, I got good memories there. It makes me think of all those kids that we had in our squad, Dayton and Tyson and, you know, Ish and all of them, Jason. It was a fun fun squad. That was fun. So shout-outs to you, Mayor, for getting my feet wet in the Arizona small ball scene. And then, really, this is the the one that I really wanted to focus on. That's Pima versus Mingus. And all I got to say is go Pima. I can see Pima really running away with this one. And I I hope – realistically i think pima beats mingas mingas is in the foray i think pima beats mingas by about seven i think realistically that's what's going to happen you know like maybe uh 53 to 60 but what i wish is i I wish that pima would beat mingas by like 50 or something like that you know that's what i really wish because i we are not big fans of mingas around here and i just wanted to throw that out there so go pima yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Pima and Mingus is going to be an interesting matchup. Mingus, you know, Mingus has been on a pretty downward slope. You know, they had a pretty rough go at the Valley Christian Tournament. I think they only beat Chandler Prep, which is in the two-way. Um, like I said, they ended up losing the Saguaro 43-73, and then they lost the Yonkers 44-65. to And so they head into Flagstaff, Barry Goldwater, and Bradshaw before they end up meeting Pima. But I do have Pima running away with this game as well. I think Pima puts the where where's the where are they, the Rough Riders right the Rough Riders or yeah the Rough Riders yeah that's what it is you know Rough Riders or something like that I was trying to think of something cool to say with, with their mascot but let's I just could say tell that, you were gonna try to do that I was gonna try to but I'm not going to I just have Pima you know taking care of business against Mingus and I'm gonna say it's like a 15 point game so I have okay. Pima plus 15 and I think it's a little higher scoring game you know what I mean I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 65 50 game. I think no matter what, it's going to be a great test for Pima. 
and uh, I hope they come out with the win. Like we yeah, said, man. there are a lot of really great games going on this week. We're going to get out of here, but you guys be on the lookout for our next episode this coming Monday. Thank you guys for supporting the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, and be sure to like and follow the show. Drop a review for us on Apple Podcasts if you want to show us some love, and we'll catch you guys next week.